Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today our guests are two history teachers, but not in the sense that you might think. Rather than chalkboard or textbook, their tool of trade is hip-hop. With over 100,000 YouTube hits and a new album, Trip to D.C. out, we're here with the co-founders of the educational music group, Smart Songs. Welcome to the EdCast, Shoeless Jeff and Scott Free. Thank you, Matt. Great to be here. Thanks, Matt. I guess a good first question would be for you to describe what a song is like, but I mean, you're both right here. Why don't you give us a quick little sampling of one of the songs? Sure. Uh, Why not uh, Presidents? Sounds good. George Washington is called the father of the nation. John Adams passed treachery legislation. The famous Thomas Jefferson bought Louisiana. Under James Madison, War of 1812 began. And the Monroe Doctrine was by James Monroe. John Quincy Adams built canals that flow. Know that Andrew Jackson led the common man's cause. Martin Van Buren shunned war at all costs. Lost William Harrison, he died in bed. So then John Tyler filled in instead. Presidents, presidents, whom have we picked to be presidents, presidents? Let's see throughout America's history who's made it into the presidency. Very, very good. (laughs) And I guess, you know, for our audience here, you know, they're thinking they probably learned about the presidents through textbook, through maybe Wikipedia, and now there's this new form. How did this whole marriage of hip-hop and and history come about? Where Scott, were you the history guy, and Jeff, you were the musician? Or what? What is the the collaboration involved? Hmm. Well, I know that as a kid, social studies was always my favorite subject, and I had some really inspiring social studies and history teachers that really captured my imagination. Uh, Scott, how about you? Well, at Providence College, I was an American Studies major, so. Um, the two kind of go hand in hand with what we're doing now and what we studied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that, you know, uh, I started rapping because I, I had a love for poetry and kids in my class liked rap, so I started writing my own raps. And then I started writing raps for my actual classes for extra credit. And uh, the teachers actually really liked them. And I had a science rap and a, an English rap. And uh, then Scott and I started this group, and we, we weren't doing educational songs. And in college, we toured the country with a hip-hop band. And uh, we ended up going to my brother's school, who was a teacher, and we did a song for them. And then it all kind of clicked, and we said, hey, you know, we could be doing educational music for kids in schools. So where did this all start in terms of the, the content that you choose? I mean, you just did a rap about... Presidents, I mean, how do you decide what it is that you should be rapping about? And then also, how do you decide which ones uh, you're going to actually do the raps on? Are you flipping through history books going, well, I learned this in grade school. Now let's make it a little more uh, digestible for students. Well, I know uh, one thing we, we look at is we, wanna, we want a subject that's timeless and that kids for generations are going to keep going back to this material. And kids in generations past have been... Uh, learning this material. Excuse me, we also look at current events too, um, knowing that there are some important topics that are being discussed in the media. For example, our kids might be learning about right now in school, um, so we try to focus on those topics and uh, complement what the teachers are using in the classroom. 
looking at trip to D.C. right now. It's presidents, welcome to Washington, the three branches. These are, are all fairly timeless uh, subjects to be discussing. Talk about some of the more current events you, you mentioning and any future ideas you may be having. Well, our next CD is called Trip to Wall Street. And uh, it's, a it's a CD that'll teach kids how to manage their money. We have a song called Money Management. And we, have, um, we also blend these important tools with knowledge of the past. For instance, we have a song about the Great Depression. And then we have a song about today's current economic crisis called The Perfect Storm. So we give kids uh, a picture of the past and of the present and about ways that they can um, handle and control their money so that they have um, that tool moving forward. And I think additionally, along with uh, the economy, um, you asked about you know, current events. And we have one of the songs that's timeless, and it's the political party song. Um, so I know that, that we can kind of gauge through YouTube what videos seem to grow faster. And I think political parties has been one that's gotten a lot of response. Uh, mainly because, you know, voting, uh, the, 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 you know, where we are now, voting is starting to ramp up again with 2012 rolling around, so. It's a good question for just any musical artist. What is the process, the sort of soup to nuts completion of a concept to the actual track being laid down? I know you're here with uh, another collaborator, John De La Morte, who puts the beats together. Uh, John, are, are these beats that you create and then send to Shoeless and to Scott, or uh, how does this whole process go about? So that's one of the difficulties um, we encounter, um, Jeff being in Los Angeles, Scott being in Rhode Island, and I live currently in Boston. Um, we kind of have this distance around us, but we make use of the internet and various sites where we can host some of these files online, and we collaborate using the internet. So I'll generally make the beat, or Jeff will come to me and say, we're making a song about Native Americans or some uh, different topics that we're coming up to. Um, can you make a beat for us there? So generally, I, I'll create the beat, and we go back and forth online. And then is this something that easily comes to you? I mean, is it you write it down, and you, you sing it first, uh, then you put it to the beats? Or what is the whole process for you as the, let's say you get the beat, what do you do? Well, you know, a lot of times we let the beat inspire us. Um, Sometimes John makes a beat because we say, like he said, we want the Native American song. But other times, he'll, we'll have some ideas in mind, but he'll send some basic beats and we'll say, hey, hmm, that sounds like the Revolutionary War. So let's go and research the Revolutionary War. And we'll actually go into encyclopedias, almanacs, for instance, in the Bill of Rights, we, we actually went to the Bill of Rights, read the Bill of Rights. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we go to, you know, we'll go to the local library and we'll, we'll research books that we can try to read more about the topic. And in, f in some ways, that produces an outline for us. Um, a lot of the times, Jeff will kind of create the outline. He's the creative mind behind a lot of the, the, the process of what we have. And then... Individually, I'll, as myself, Scott Free, go and write my lyrics based on what the outline dictates, and Jeff will do the same, so we each individually contribute our lyrics um, and then collaborate on a chorus, and it all just kind of comes together. Yeah, we, we try to make our songs very comprehensive and very complete, 
and uh, include a lot of information. So they're also very organized. So we have the whole outline of the song laid out before we begin writing. And I, you know, as the creative director, I'll send Scott this outline and, and tell, ask him what he thinks about it. And uh, when we agree on the outline, we'll start writing the, the lyrics. I mean, the outline's almost a mini lesson. It's a curriculum. It's a pedagogical guide to a certain part of American history. I'm curious, tell me about the response that you're having between the, the content that you're producing and creating and how it's being received by individuals, students, what ages, and then also school systems. Our teachers saying, hey, uh, one day I was teaching the Bill of Rights and I decided to supplement this, this lesson with you know, one of your music videos or with playing your song. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, every day we get comments on YouTube and a lot of the comments that we see on our videos are from the students themselves saying, I saw this in Mrs. Adams' class and how many people have seen this and people will like it or give it the thumbs up. Um, and we're starting to see a lot of the kids turn to YouTube after, the, after they've seen it in school and watch it again. And then from a, a teacher's standpoint, we've also seen comments there but a lot of the times we'll get um, emails and contact form submissions from our website where teachers are sending us emails or uh, requests, things of that nature, just saying how much they love the music. And we've had some really uh, extraordinary comments. Uh, one of them that comes to mind was uh, one, one where a teacher said this was the best thing that she's ever used in her classroom. Um, it, it made her teaching experience uh, for her life or something to that effect, which was, you know, we thought was, was phenomenal. Um, but the response has been awesome. So that's, in a lot of ways, what motivates us to continue to make the videos and the songs that we do. Curious about where you see yourself in, say, five years. Uh, right now, it's usually just um, it's American history-based lessons? Well, we, we, um, we, our main focus is American history right now, but we're, we're also um, planning a, a science CD. We have a, a song about the planets, a song about the cell that we're in the process of, of creating. Um, the Animal Kingdom, and this economic CD is is also another topic. Um, and we're also planning. It. It's funny you asked that. We were John and I were just talking uh, prior to the interview um, about doing some math songs too, just to kind of really be comprehensive and, and all encompassing. Because we know kids tend to struggle with some of those uh, harder topics that they have to memorize. And, and so math is definitely something we want to venture into as well. John, how would, how would you make a math song uh, interesting and, and fit within a hip hop sort of structure? That, that perplexes me. Yeah, like Scott was saying, I know that, um, that kids tend to struggle with math. I mean, myself, I'm a, an engineering major, so uh, uh, I, I'd like to personally work with uh, some of that, like order of operations we were talking about, maybe multiplication tables. Um, and then perhaps I can, um, I'm not really sure how I would make something mathematical and, you know, reflecting the, the music there, but, um, but it's definitely something that's close to my heart, so. Uh. And John, talk a little bit about just knowing that the origins of a lot of these songs, the beat does come from you, and then some of that you mentioned the challenges of being in different places. What are some of the, the more gratifying experiences for you, knowing that you're sort of uh, uh, the, the man behind the beat? One of the best parts is how quickly we've grown on YouTube. Um, so actually seeing, you know, some of my work online with uh, these fine gentlemen, um, just, just seeing how this, uh, the view counts exponentially grow is, um, is just awesome. And, and actually reading those comments, those comments are really there and, and um, written by kids who are actually listening to this and it's working, it's helping them. They're saying they're getting A's on their quizzes. Like, you know, that's pretty awesome. You know, I'm, 
I haven't made music that can positively affect people at this level before, so I'm, yeah, I'm loving it. So you're entertaining and you're educating. It's a, it's a nice marriage of the two. What is your, I mean, what's your... the name Smart Songs. <laughs> Very appropriate. What is your favorite song, uh, if the one that's stuck in your head the most? Not necessarily the one that's most popular. What was one of your favorite ones to make? I would say, for me, probably Presidents, um, mainly because it, it allowed me to really go through all the Presidents uh, throughout history, American history, and, and learn a little bit about them, a little factoid um, that we, that was one thing, instead of just trying to list the presidents, we went and we researched each one and tried to, it's, it, when you think about it, it's kind of a challenge to come up with one thing that stands out for the president and make that meaningful in a, in a two, set, two to three second clip of the song. So that for me was interesting. Yeah, um, similarly, on our next album, we have a song, The Great Depression, and John made a really great beat for that, so I enjoyed writing the lyrics to it, but also because the Great Depression is considered a very complex topic, and it was a challenge, I considered a personal challenge, to make it uh, a digestible topic for kids. So I could share with you the first verse of that yeah. Great Depression. Yeah, uh, John, maybe you want to throw some beats in there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> You're hearing it here first, ladies and gentlemen. The Great Depression by Smart Songs. America was poor in the Great Depression. Millions without jobs in every profession. How will we eat was a daily question. What are all the lessons of the Great Depression? Before the Great Depression, everything seemed great. It was the roaring 1920s. People liked to celebrate. A lot of food on the plate, and there was money to make. Factories were selling automobiles like hotcakes. Not to mention household appliances and radios. Flashy things, the economy was based on those. But the the problem was that if times got tough, people weren't gonna buy luxuries and all that stuff. And if you can't buy what you usually do, then the people who sell those things lose their jobs too, and then they can't buy. It's like a domino effect. So there were hidden dangers, though things seemed perfect. America was poor in the Great Depression, millions without jobs in every profession. How will we eat was a daily question. What are all the lessons of the Great Depression? That is one of my favorite songs about 2008 to 2010. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you're a history teacher, if you're anyone who's interested in what you just heard today, um, contact these people. I, I'm certain that right now these people are on the, they're, they're about to blow up. And, and maybe it's today that you're listening to this that makes you realize, geez, this would be great in my classroom. Uh, smart songs, how can they get in touch with you and what can they do? Do they just buy the album or can they get in touch with you how? smartsongs.org is our website uh, so if they go to smartsongs.org um, they can check out all all of what we have to offer um, and if they go on to youtube um, they can search smart songs and they can see all the videos we have out, out there as well yeah and uh, we have a facebook page and there's a link to that on our website and we're very personable uh we're, we're we love to to communicate with everyone and and take in ideas and um, we appreciate any feedback and comments. And we have our phone number up there as well and our personal emails. And the way we look at uh, basically connecting with teachers and students today is all the music that we have out there to date is available on iTunes as well. So if they want to buy the individual songs that they might like, it's 99 cents on iTunes. Um, so it's very affordable. 
and we just hope that uh, it just continues to spread and, and people buy it and, and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Also on the website, we have all the lyrics available for download, and we also have these song challenges, which are basically quizzes which correspond with each song, and uh, we have our music videos for sale as well on the website. John Delamorte, the Beatmaster, Scott Free, Shrewless Jeff, thank you so much for coming to Harvard today and appearing on the Harvard I guess, and I just really look forward to watching you guys just completely blow up. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much, Matt. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.